Hi, I'm Brett Fuller, and this is your 15. The question for these 15 minutes is, how do you please Jesus? Well, this question is probably answerable in the same way that you would ask, how do you please anybody? By doing what they say, fulfilling their desires. We can't please somebody by fulfilling our desires for what we think they want. We have to do it the way they want in order to make them happy. And God has listed everything He desires in Scripture. And so we need to figure out what that is in Scripture and begin to do it. One of the ways that we are called to please Him is, is found in, in Colossians. Paul talks about the pleasure that God takes in His saints when they begin to do a few things. Now, in order to please Him, we've got to go from just being minimalistic in our Christianity to trying to do the max every day, to really bring a smile to His face rather than doing the minimal compliance in order to stay saved or to keep our ticket, if you will, punched for glory. We want to make, make sure that God has, has a happy face when we go to bed every night about our lives. And we can almost hear him saying, well done, my good and faithful servant. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 12, Paul talks about how important it is for us to please God. He says, I pray that you may grow, increase in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, and that you might walk in a manner worthy of Him, pleasing Him in all respects, bearing fruit, in, uh, bearing fruit for God, increasing in the knowledge of God, and being strengthened with all power. Paul says it's important if we want to please Him to have a few things in our life. Now, the first thing I think would, would be important is, is to have somebody like Paul in our lives that's supposed to help us get to the place of understanding how to please Him. So do you have a mentor in your life like Paul who is praying this kind of prayer over you so that you can have kind of a springboard into what it means to please Him? We are not called to live our lives in solitaire. We aren't called to grow ourselves up. We're called to be disciples of Christ. But that discipleship process is one that incorporates other people helping us. And you can't separate the prescription of what it means to please God from the fact that somebody like Paul was giving it to a relation, to a, to a people with whom he had relationship. And he was praying this kind of prayer over them as he was giving them the prescription. It's not just information. It's about relationship. And as they received this kind of information, they received it, if you will, from somebody who cared about them, who had their best interest in mind, who wanted to see them succeed. You need somebody in your life like that. Secondly, Paul says we need to bear fruit for God. Jesus said in, in John 15, I am the vine, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser or the husbandman. He's the one who cares for the vine so that the vine can begin to produce the kind of fruit that it's supposed to. And throughout this chapter in John 15, Jesus said he wants his people to bear fruit. And he is pretty ruthless with, with the branches, if you will, that do not bear fruit. In fact, he says, when he encounters a branch that is on his vine that does not bear fruit, he cuts it off and throws it into the fire. Ouch! I don't want to be a branch like that. I want to be a fruitful branch that he begins to prune and trim that it might 
bear more fruit. And then at the end of the passage there, he says, I've not only called you to bear much fruit, but a lot of fruit. So he's not talking about just the quantity, but he's also talking about the largeness of it. He wants us to continue to bear fruit in big ways and a lot of it. And the kinds of fruit that we are to bear are, number one, people. We are to make sure that we are about winning people to Jesus. What it means to share this gospel on a regular basis with people in our sphere of influence. You may not have all the scriptures necessary to, to be like a, a competent preacher. You might not have point one, two, and three and, and do some expository teaching, but you've got a story. If Jesus has touched your life, you've got a story to tell somebody else. And that is the first step in the process of bearing fruit for God when it comes to seeing people one to Jesus. So our job is to go and make disciples. And God wants us to be fruitful. In fact, He demands that we are fruitful in this respect. Secondly, He wants us to bear fruit in terms of character. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And that we need to understand that this fruit that God wants us to bear in our character has no law against it. That love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, these things have no law. And, and, and I'm convinced that Paul used the reference of fruit when it comes to character uh, to try to hearken back to a moment where fruit was something that, that, that God said was, was able to be eaten and there was no law against it. Meaning, let's go all the way back to the garden. God said, there's one tree you can't eat from Adam and Eve, one. Every other tree, knock yourself out. Enjoy yourself. I put no law on that. You can have as many apples as you want. Avocados, thousands if you want. Just knock yourself out. You may eat freely from all of those trees, but there's one tree you can't eat from, but the others you can't. In the same way, God says, we can have as much of this kind of fruit of character as we like. If you feel like you've come in contact with somebody who is unlovable, God says, oh, just take another bite of, bite of the tree. Get some more fruit of love in your life. You can have as much as you want. There's no law against it. When you've run out of patience with somebody, take another bite of fruit. When your joy is lacking and you're tending toward discouragement and depression, take another bite of fruit. And I've been there before, folks. I, I'm not talking just out of theology. I get up and put my pants on just like everybody else. I've got to say to myself, when, I, when my feet hit the floor and I get out of bed, I've got to say, today, I'm going to be a man of faith. I'm not going to let my circumstances dictate how I think, how I feel, or how I act. I'm going to allow myself to be led only by what I know to be true in Scripture. And I'm going to, today, not let any failure, not let any bad circumstance, difficult trial come my way to discourage me. I'm going to let joy, the joy that God has given me, be the benchmark in my life that helps me understand how good he wants to be to me. I've got to discipline myself to make sure that I take another bite of fruit every day. He said, bear fruit for God. Secondly, not only are we to bear fruit for God, we are to increase in the knowledge of God. So you need to read this Bible on a regular basis. You need to understand more about what God has to say and who He is. 
In fact, you need to get in this word regularly. You want to please him? Read your Bible every day. Every day. You remember the children of Israel walking around in the wilderness? They could not get two days of manna when the manna fell on the ground because God said, if you get two days worth of manna, you try to get more than enough than a day's requirement, then the second days that you got would go ahead and spoil. You couldn't, you couldn't eat it. Worms would be in it. God only allowed them to get manna for one day, except on the Sabbath when they could not go out and get manna because that was considered work. He said, I will allow it to get double the amount on that day. But it's important that we go and get this word every day, every day, to love it. And, and to be like, like Job, who said, I desire your word more than my necessary food. My day usually starts sometime between 5 and 6 a.m. And, and I get up with, with grogginess and sleep in my eyes just like everybody else. But I go with my God, not because I'm paid to do so as a professional, but because I love him. And I want to make sure that he is pleased with me today. So I pray. And I read my Bible. I increase my knowledge of who he is. And when I do that, it pleases him. Thirdly, we are called to live in God's strength. There's, there's no question that this world will wear you out. I talk to ministers all the time. And I ask them how they're doing. Of course, they put on the, the happy face. The hallelujah moment. I'm fine. God's blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. They give all the religious jargon. But talk to them for 15 minutes and they'll tell you the troubles. And generally the same phrase comes out of every one of them. I'm tired. Just flat tired. This life will wear you out. People will wear you out. Circumstances will wear you out. You will get to the end of yourself at some point. If you haven't yet, you just haven't lived long enough yet. And when you come to the end of your strength, hear me, that's the beginning of God's. It's a painful point, but it's a great point. We are to rely upon the strength that God provides and not our own. When we tap into his power, supernatural things begin to happen. And I've got to tap into it every day, every day of my life. To tap into the power of God is my main priority because I cannot accomplish what he wants to accomplish in a given day unless I do it according to his strength. And Paul said this, I've got so many circumstances in my life, thorns in my flesh, people that are coming against me, sometimes brethren, sometimes enemies out there. I don't have food. I don't have clothing. I've been through great difficulty. There are thorns in my flesh, he says. And I prayed to God that God would relieve me of these difficulties because I got weak from them. And the Lord said my grace was sufficient because my strength is perfected in weakness. When we feel weak, we tap into God's strength. And I'm telling you, there is a pleasure there that the Lord feels for us. And, and, and we get the privilege of sensing it. And he displays it in our life. Why, why is he pleased with this? Because we have persevered through stuff that most people quit at. They encounter difficulty and it's too tough for them. And they say they can't go on. And they say it's just too hard. And they quit. But the person who has persevered through that circumstance and come out the other side, depending upon the strength of God, 
the pleasure of the Lord smiles on them because they found a treasure that others quit on. And then lastly, he says we are to be people that give thanks to God with joy. Give thanks to God with joy. This life doesn't give you many opportunities to be thankful, at least circumstantially, unless you pierce you pierce the veil of the obvious and begin to view the invisible. God is the one who has provided for you wonderful things. And if you let the latest trial be the determiner of how you need to be thankful or how grateful you need to be, then you will always be on the verge of complaining if not engaged in it. Because you will think that this life, meaning God, has not helped you to live this life well. And you will be mad at him. You will, you, will, you will begin to battle against accusing him of being unfair. And in the midst of your difficulty, forget that he is the one who sent his son on your behalf, without which you would not be saved and for which you need to be grateful. And if that is the only thing that we get in this life, the assurance of knowing that we go to heaven, it is enough for us to be thankful every day. Every day. We need to be thankful. So I, hear me, I'm not thankful for the circumstances through which I have to go or the difficulty, but I am thankful that I have somebody through which to go with them. I get my God to go through the circumstances with. He helps me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I am grateful that I have my God who never leaves me and never forsakes me. And he allows me the privilege of going through stuff with him. And when I do that, I always come out better than when I went in. Paul says we need to be people that please him. That please him by bearing fruit. That please him by making sure that we are increasing in the knowledge of God on a regular basis, that we are growing in the ability to tap into His strength on, on, on the regular and, and know what that's like, and then lastly, to give thanks with joy through all of our circumstances. When we do that, I promise you, every day, you'll hear, well done. You'll sense a smile on God's face. This has been your 15. Thank <laughs> you.